0: The Bazaar is a podcast that deals with mature subject matter that some listeners may find offensive or upsetting. The Bazaar is not recommended for any listeners under 18 years of age. Listener discretion is strongly advised. Welcome to The Bazaar. It's spooky time. So tired. <laughs> I feel like no. I start off every time I see you. virtue Why? Why? No. 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 I think my dog sees dead people because there's nobody else in here but me.
1: I love that so much.
0: She's just staring. I don't know. I'm gonna turn the camera so you can like see the look on her fucking face.
1: Maybe. Oh, she's just so cute though. Okay, Leia
0: is cute, but what people fail to realize is that
1: she probably is plotting my death as we speak. Oh, it's the same with Hades and Pluto both. Like, I've got Pluto, just Pluto. Oops, that's...
0: I feel like Pluto's your good child and Hades is your devil child. No pun intended because his name is Hades.
1: See, here's the thing. (laughs) This is the second episode in a row you've just thrown around your microphone. I just don't understand what. Okay, what you... there. It's because I put it on a different yeah. stand, and the stand is just not meant for this microphone. So it's toppling over because of how big the top is. Um, Perfect. Yes. No. Just walk over my computer. Oh God. Oh no. I love okay. That for you, oh God. What did you do? Oh no. Um. No, Pluto. Here's the issue. Pluto looks like she wants to kill me all the time, but will also... That's comforting, Morgan. That's really comforting. But she, like, cuddles a lot for the most part. Like, she chooses when to cuddle, but when she does cuddle, it's very nice and she purrs, and otherwise she's very docile and just kind of does her own thing. She's almost like an actual house cat. She's like a normal house cat. Hades, on the other hand, will seek you out for warmth and cuddle with you, but then also scream in your face and jump on your back constantly. Wow, I I love that energy. So it's very, their namesakes are very um, present. Like, we've got Pluto named after Sailor Pluto. um, Just kind of aloof there when you need her. Always at, at a distance. And then we've got Hades, god of the underworld, who's just kind of chaotic, mm-hmm. and probably doesn't realize why he's there. As you um, say this,
0: he is legitimately peeking over your shoulder in the background. Oh yeah, he's
1: he's sitting on my chair right now.
0: That's so good. Oh yeah, this is like our final spooky episode. It's it's Halloween on Saturday right this this episode comes out on Friday Halloween's on Saturday what are you all doing for Halloween I hope it's nothing that involves big groups of people
1: very true
0: I hope you all have lovely Halloween sitting alone in your homes watching spooky movies because that's all you can really do for Halloween
1: yeah, that's my plan. I, um, a friend of mine is coming over. Uh, we're both po- er, positive. Oh, no. Uh, we're both uh, negative, uh, COVID-wise. He is coming over, and we are watching movies. He's terrified of scary movies. So when I introduced the concept to him, I said, if you're too scared, we can also just watch Disney Channel original Halloween movies. That's
0: what I'm, I'm going to sucker into a couple of my friends who I, I was supposed to be seeing Saturday Night, But I'm now seeing Sunday night. So we're going to watch Halloween themed movies on November 1st.
1: It's
0: going to be real spooky. Yeah. You
1: better start with Nightmare Before Christmas. Or end with Nightmare Before
0: Christmas. That would actually be really good. Uh Uh, I also might be seeing you on the weekend in the flesh for a long time.
1: It's been a a hot minute. But yes, I'm dragging you to a um, witch market, which could either end very well or slightly bad.
0: um yeah if I go missing I want you to know that Morgan has used me in some kind of weird spell and or ritual thing to Mm -hmm. finally get rid of me um it would have been a monumentous ending though I would say
1: I I mean I do think if I were to sacrifice you it would be for the success of the podcast so know that your your body is going for for good uh things towards the greater
0: good that's so real. I
1: I just feel like one of us dying might really be the kick that the podcast needs you know oh my God.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah maybe maybe that would up our listenership in Canada because we're killing it mm-hmm. in the U.S. market apparently yeah by killing it I mean well you know
1: people I that- did r- I did run into uh, a friend of both of ours um oh? Lorenzo Lorenzo, while, oh, while no. I was uh, while I was back home, and he mentioned our podcast, and I was like, "Yes, no, he <laughs> listens to it." Oh, fuck, I do, I don't, don't you know, know if he listened to this. I don't know but. if he listens to it or not, but he did like make a comment about uh because I said something about Blind manor and then he said something about his our podcast, and that was like deep into the podcast. So that's
0: that's pretty, Lorenzo. If you're listening, I'm so sorry.
1: <laughs> also, I'm sorry for outing you if you are.:
0: Yeah, no, you've had to listen to Morgan and I all throughout university, and now I have to listen to Morgan and I weekly through.: He's
1: had to listen to now. me since high school.
0: Oh my God, I forgot about that. That poor boy yeah. can't get rid of you. Mm-mm, oh never. God, we're like a plague. Mm. It's
1: fine. <laughs> yeah, uh, no, but if yes. anyone
0: if anyone who personally knows Morgan and I, aside from Canal, because Canal talks to me and makes fun of me about the podcast weekly. Um, Mm -hmm. listens to this podcast, send us a DM and let us know so we can call you out.
1: Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, no. That's an invitation. Or if if anyone we know or don't know wants to be a guest on the podcast. Yes, if actually you've been listening to The Bazaar for a while and
0: you are interested in being a guest on The Bazaar, send us a DM. We'll put you on. We'll send you a Zoom invite and you can be on The Bazaar. Hell One yeah! Guest hosts,
1: as long as you've got something good,
0: you know. Like so far, the only guest host we have lined up is Leia, and she doesn't speak English. Mm. Um, yeah, she's sleeping. By the way, again on the couch. Perfect. Yeah. She literally just woke up, and she's sleeping again. <laughs> Perks of having a pug, everybody. Okay. Do you sleepy
1: all the time?
0: Yeah, I thought to lead us into this episode, what could be fun. Is we do like a, like a, one of those shitty icebreaker questions. Um, Oh no. Yeah, you're gonna hate me, but it's fine. Um, If you had to be in any horror movie, any at all, like you have to be in one, which one would you be in? Oh my God. Right?
1: As someone whose favorite genre is the horror movie, I can't believe I've never actually thought of this before.
0: Like if you had to pick one, what one would it be and why? Because I'm picking something that I know I could survive.
1: Okay. Um my first question is would you solely based on the title, would you consider Rocky Horror Picture Show? Absolutely not.
0: Damn it. It is musical. It is a movie musical that does Uh. not count. That does absolutely not count. It is a fun time. I'm talking like horror movie.
1: You go first. I need to think about it.
0: Oh, no. I was planning on making you go first because I hadn't thought about it. (laughs) Alicia, you asked this question. Okay. (laughs) Maybe like something I feel like solely based on my ability to like to nap and because I've seen the film a lot and like to hide in small crevices, I think I might, I might be able to this is a ballsy statement and some people are going to come for me for this statement i think i could solidly survive the first friday the 13th film and let me tell you why because i've seen it so many times i already know what path jason's gonna take and i play the video game therefore i feel like i'm well equipped this scenario like i wouldn't be one of those people hiding under beds oh no 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 i would straight up like oh no someone died in the actual lake i was gonna say i would take a canoe never mind there goes my escape plan i totally forgot about that part no, you know what i'm sticking to it friday the 13th
1: nice too bad i wasn't wearing my camp crystal lake uh oh. missed t-shirt. opportunity missed mm-hmm. opportunity either that or like it. poltergeist
0: or something maybe i don't know oh i know my or, answer like, uh,
1: what, I I one hundred percent. Well, Poltergeist, no one died in it, right? They yeah, all got like, in. Okay, it's,
0: it's just a weird kid. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, my mine would be it. I would oh, be in the fuck movie. No. Uh, oh, what? Well, I don't find Pennywise scary. Says I, I don't, don't find think...
0: Jason scary. I'm just like he's like a linebacker in a mask.
1: I think that the only reason you would find Pennywise scary is if you're preemptively scared of clowns obviously he can transform which would be the scary part but that's the
0: part that scares me not you
1: just part. need the thing is is that we know that the way to beat pennywise is that you just need to make fun of him you need to bully him um
0: <laughs> so what we're saying is morgan's ability to bully clowns is what's going to save her
1: you have to not be afraid of him and bully him. And honestly, at this point in my life, my SSRIs are taking most of my emotion away from me and my will to live. So my fear is like real goddamn low.
0: I feel that actually. I'm
1: becoming like a ballsy little
0: yeah. lately. Like, I haven't right?
1: felt a strong push of emotion in years, you know?
0: <laughs> SSRIs like-
1: just really plateau.
0: I feel like I've just been in a state of constant anxiety since COVID started, so I can't exactly. tell if I'm afraid anymore. So therefore, yeah. I'm just like, bring it on, like I'm crazy.
1: I'm like a mixture of Eddie Casprack and Richie Tozier in the fact that like I don't care, but also I'm anxious all the fucking time.
0: That's so I would a just be
1: relatable mood. I would just be making jokes the whole time and also hyperventilating, but only internally. And I just think that I would eventually be able to get over that and kick the motherfucking clown's ass, you know? Also I'm really this is, proud of you for that. Yeah. This is the most swearing I have done on this podcast.
0: I'm just I we're slowly, slowly reducing ourselves into just pure
1: oh yeah. Driving early, early morning Early morning Morgan is, is apparently Sailor Morgan.
0: Just so we all know, nine AM is apparently early morning Morgan.
1: 9 a.m.'s early I up at 7 okay, I well that's before the, the sun's up That's and your life
0: choice and I not mine. wish it was my life choice It's the life choice of a 12 pound goblin That lives with me We all know that I'd never survived the movie Gremlins Because I'm living it
1: Amazing, <laughs> yeah On yep, the vein exactly. of <laughs> movies <laughs>
0: Oh and Yes, we have a, a fun little episode today. We are going to be talking about cursed movies.
1: Ooh. Ooh. Ah. You, you almost sounded like that one listicle guy on YouTube. What? You what know, guy? Like, these are going to be the top 10 movies. <laughs> <laughs> I've you never know heard, that heard dude? of that guy. No. Oh my God, it's so funny. He just He makes all of these YouTube videos and it's like, Top 10 most haunted movie sets. Number nine. You never want to wanna go near this movie set. Like, that's just his voice the whole time, and it's, it's so good.
0: Anyways, movies. We're going to be talking about cursed movies today. Wow. Yes, please. I have, like, a whole list of films, and we'll see what we get through, because what I'm noticing is there are just a lot of cursed things surrounding Hollywood. I'm not surprised. (laughs) Nobody really is. I think, like, Hollywood, Los Angeles is, like, on top of some weird, like, hell vortex. So let me know if that's even remotely scientifically proven. I doubt it.
1: Oh, probably.
0: Listen, my goal after this podcast, whenever it reaches its natural end, is to get, like, an honorary, like, degree in science. In, like, physics? Physics? with what's most applicable to the cursed and like the paranormal but science physics
1: oh actually um there is no there are uh, a paraphysic i don't know parapsychology it's 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 called parapsychology Um, it's actually legitimately i was listening to a podcast uh recently called let's get haunted and it's these two girls that just basically talk about like anything spooky which is love that Um, i love that for them Right. Uh, They had a scientist on who specializes in parapsychology, which is basically um, a legitimate scientist who is studying the the idea of like clairvoyance in people and how like mass thinking can actually change the outcome of certain things um, and how there are just so many like paraphysical, so like non-physical things that can be scientifically proven but we just haven't gotten there yet basically saying that like clairvoyance and divination and stuff like that may in fact be like a real thing that's possible scientifically and we just haven't researched it yet
0: okay so basically we're one step closer to all becoming harry potter is is what i'm hearing yeah kind of what is it it? my god your cat can sense it um, all right, let's break down this list of cursed movies. Uh, right off the top, we have a movie that isn't actually a horror movie or a sci-fi movie or anything thrilling at all. It's The Wizard of Oz. Yeah, I know, your face says it all. Like, what, The Wizard of Oz, a cursed movie set? But no, listen to me. This is a real thing. I went through multiple articles. It, it It's a thing. Uh, the original Tin Man, Buddy Ebsen, a.k.a. Jed Clampett, Was almost killed by the aluminum powder used for his makeup, and was forced to leave production for an iron lung. The wicked witch Margaret Hamilton also caught on fire and refused to perform any more pyrotechnic scenes. Toto broke his paw, and also there was there's like a rumor going around on the internet that there's a weird thing hanging in the background during like the Munchkin land scene that a lot Mm. of people on the internet believe to be like a Munchkin who hung himself but no it was just <laughs> it was just a faulty backdrop but mm-hmm. so many things went wrong on the wizard of oz that actually most of the crew ended up being like super like superstitious about things especially margaret hamilton which i don't blame her she had to be painted green and then was set on fire our Mare next that. film also not a horror movie but could be argued as a horror movie today because of its like awful racist involvements one of the worst films ever made i've never seen it but on every list that i checked out it's been listed as the worst film ever made it's called the conqueror john wayne like legendary western actor played of Genghis Khan in a cinematic flop so as if him playing an asian ruler wasn't weird enough the filming took place, like, way too close to a nuclear testing site in the Nevada desert, which, according to the government, was quote-unquote, safe. But 93 out of the 220 cast and crew members developed cancer, and most of which died from that.
1: Oh my god. See, a lot of these so far in my head are like, yes, this makes sense because people didn't understand anything back then. Right? So like, lead poisoning, nuclear <laughs> cancer.
0: So I've, like, organized this
1: list from, like,
0: least weird, in my mind, like, least quote-unquote curse to, like, most mm-hmm. curse, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, straddling the line of, like, horror to, like, other movies is The Crow. And this one's actually, Ooh. like, this one's pretty fucked up. So during the filming of The Crow, actor Brandon Lee was actually fatally shot when a prop gun accidentally fired a real bullet fragment. Oh my god. Well, this doesn't necessarily equate to a curse. Some like film experts and people who were in Brandon's life agree that what's cursed about it is that Brandon foretold his own death.
1: No! He had a premonition that
0: he would die suddenly in a set-related accident. Lee also believed that his family was cursed because his grandfather had angered some businessman who apparently was in the business of magical curses. That's not the only thing that happened on this movie set. One of the film's carpenters got shocked and burned by a scissor lift while on set. A stuntman fell through the roof between takes. So they weren't even (laughs) doing anything in each Frickin fell. <laughs> a crew member accidentally stabbed his own hand with a screwdriver. A grip truck unexpectedly went up on flames. Like, just randomly went up in complete fire. A disgruntled carpenter plowed through a plaster shop with his car. And then, of course, Brandon Lee was fatally shot.
1: Holy shit.
0: Yeah. And we thought being on a theater set was a dumpster fire most of the time
1: well we could talk for maybe maybe my next episode will be haunting in theaters because oh yeah oh boy
0: (laughs) all right let's talk next about poltergeist as we've said it's a horror film where actually nobody dies in it but It has religious overtones, and anything with a religious overtone is notoriously haunted. We all know this. Anything with demons or Catholicism involved is probably cursed. Um, Some attribute the poltergeist curse to the fact that real skeletons were used during filming.
1: Yeah. Oh, no.
0: I don't think that's legal. Is that legal? Like,
1: today? Is poltergeist... The one that is um, based, or not based on, um, is the whole thing. the The house is haunted because they're on an Indian burial ground, a First Nations burial ground. Yes, they they yeah. yeah
0: that's how they refer to it in the film.
1: Yeah. Um, uh. See that 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 in First Go should be a reason why your set is haunted. Not saying that things built on First Nation. Grave sites are should be haunted by the First Nations, but just should be haunted in general because what you're doing, yep, ain't right, you know. Like, just stop don't be and, here. S- stop. There should have never been uh, an influx of movies about how First Nations people are haunting you or cursing you. But anyway, using actual skeletons is terrifying.
0: Terrifying. During the six-year span between, like, the three films that came out, four main actors died. Oh, yeah. yeah! like, four of them died. So young Carol Ann, Heather O'Rourke, died four months before the third film was released due to a botched operation. Additionally, Dominique Dunn was murdered by her boyfriend soon after the first film was released.
1: Jesus. Yeah, no, wasn't it, uh, the, the little girl, uh, Heather, uh, yeah, she died of septic shock and uh, cardiac arrest. Yeah, which is
0: actually so. She was also
1: twelve.
0: She was twelve, and Heather will be coming back later on in this episode. I'm going to be circling back to young Carolan Heather O'Rourke in a oh, bit. God. We're going to be we're going to be coming back to that because that's she, a
1: name, by the way. That's a name and a half.
0: And that is a name and a half. Uh, but she may be dead, but she ain't gone. If you know what I mean. Oh, good.
1: <laughs> okay. The
0: Twilight Zone, the movie, not the TV show and not the remake. Like they made a movie called and not, The Twilight Zone uh, and, in the 80s.
1: And not the Tower of
0: Terror. <laughs> and not the Tower of Terror either, which is a terrifying ride. Um, during a scene involving heavy explosions, star Vic Morrow and two illegally hired child actors were decapitated and crushed when a low-flying helicopter spun suddenly out of control.
1: Oh my god.
0: Yeah. The incident shook the entire film industry and set many safety reforms into motion. Steven Spielberg even god, ended his I hope relationship. So. Oh no, no, he wasn't in it like in the movie. He wasn't involved with it, but
1: Oh no, I said God, I hope so for the safety regulations. I don't oh, care about Steven Spielberg. Steven
0: Spielberg. <laughs> so Continue though. Steven Spielberg even ended his relationship with director John Landis. Whose negligence was partially responsible for the deaths, saying that "quote unquote" no movie is worth dying for. No
1: movie is worth being decapitated
0: for. Like that's a violent way to go.
1: No movie is even worth. I've heard stories about people in LA, like crew members and really, really young actor—not young, but really Mm -hmm. fresh actors, mostly crew being on set for like 14 to 18 hour shifts no one should be risking their sleep lives well-being for a fucking film i'm just gonna say it i agree and i just got candle wax on myself oh no like Theaters, okay. theater's not much better but at least we have like strict regulations you know we do
0: we do um Hollywood is so often like the be all and end all for people, right? Mm-hmm. All right, up next onto the cursed movie lineup, we have Rosemary's Baby. So, mm. the second film in a trilogy by director and alleged sex offender, Roman Polanski, Ro- Rosemary's Baby seemed to like involve a lot of tragedies for people on set. So, Polanski's pregnant wife, Sharon Tate, was murdered. A year oh, after the movie's fuck? release, so like essentially, this movie triggered a lot of really sad things. So Sharon Tate was murdered right after the movie was released. The producer on the film suddenly suffered random kidney failure after receiving hate mail about the film, and the film's composer died of a sudden blood clot.
1: I'm sorry, the kidney failure one just kind of sounds like he was being a wimp about like the the hate mail. Like, can you? Hey, hate you mail. You send me oh hate no, my kidney. I got kidney failure. <laughs> if I get haunted hey, now. Mean. Look at I that. Can... You got.
0: <laughs> if I get haunted by William Castle now that we've done this, it's your fault.
1: Hey, that's not nice. Look at me. You gave me kidney failure. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a John Mulaney bit. <laughs> oh, probably.
0: <yeah>. <laughs> oh, <laughs> my gosh. Oh. All right. And I. this one's probably one of the most like famous ones. But we all know the Exorcist is based on a true, and I'm putting air quotes around that true story. Um, the devil, apparently I'm not speaking for him because I'm sure he's a busy man. um he Mm-mm. didn't want his dealings exposed on the silver screen. is what people oh, believe? No, of course. yeah, because he has just so much to do the last the, the first thing it's on his list is disrupt the film the Exorcist mm-hmm. for sure. I don't think the devil gave a shit. I think he probably loved it, if there is a devil. He was probably like, rock on, this is like, <laughs> this is pretty metal. <laughs> so actress Ellen Burstian, Burstian I, I can't pronounce this name, wrote about the anxiety onset in her autobiography that came out in 2006, which, because there was constant electrical problems unexplained, there was also the death of Jack McGowran just days after finishing filming. Oh. As well as unexplained fires on set. Yeah, crew on the film believe that the devil was responsible for ongoing injuries and tensions, but he apparently couldn't stop it from
1: becoming the ninth
0: highest grossing film of all time.
1: Nice. I do think that part of... um I, wa- I remember watching a documentary about, like, haunted film sets um, a while back. And I do remember them talking about how some of that was partly due to, um like, promo. Like, they wanted to make people think that everything that was going on with the film was real. Or that, like, there were, like, promos about how people were leaving the theater throwing up and... Oh, and God, yeah. the, the film itself was haunted. Like the reel itself was haunted. Didn't
0: they try to do that with Paranormal Activity too? Like for trailers and stuff, they would include like audience reactions and everything. Be like
1: this film is too scary for you to experience. They do that. They used to do that. There was like a point in time in the like two thousand early two thousand tens that would just have like it be a horror movie and then it would show the reaction of the the audience and then the horror movie and then the reaction of the audience. And it's just so weird. Like, yeah, I know it's a horror movie. I know I'm gonna be scared. Don't That's show me an audience. Point. Yeah, like
0: I don't wanna see people getting scared. That doesn't really do anything for me. Anyways. <laughs> All right. Amityville Horror, a two thousand five movie starring Ryan Reynolds. And I like to say that I'm a big Ryan Reynolds fan, but I've never seen this movie.
1: Oh, it's a good movie. It's also terrifying, but
0: I'm guessing it's about the Amityville like horror house. It actually...
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. That, that, do be what it be, that, that do be what it's based on.
0: <laughs> right. So in this movie, the main character often finds himself waking up at 3.15 a.m., which is when weird things start occurring hour. in the house. Is that like the witching hour? 3, three a.m. Huh.
1: The witching hour. I don't I'm know why. I'm
0: so glad I'm always unconscious for the witching hour, so I have no idea if there is like a demon... In my apartment or something, Leia never wakes up for it either. So if there is a demon, she's doing a shit job.
1: Well, it's like that one uh, hotel movie, uh, Room eighteen oh five or whatever it is. The that, one Yes, about that, that guy. one hotel movie. No, it's the one where the the paranormal investigator stays in the hotel room and it's like seventeen oh three or like. Yes, the, it's like yes, a, yes, yes. And he, he gets waken, He gets woken up by the um, uh, the alarm. At 3 a.m., I think 3 a.m., um, playing the song We've Only Just Begun by the Carpenters. Yeah, it's really creepy. Okay, like, anyway. what song do you think would be the worst to wake up to at 3 a.m.?
0: I think I it mean, would that be the Pina, Pina Colada pretty- song. If you like Pina
1: right? Colada. I don't it's know. I think like that a, would be
0: kind of fun. A ghost in, like, a Hawaiian shirt.
1: Yeah. <laughs> if you're not into yoga, you're like, Actually, okay, maybe that's my
0: dream. I don't yeah. know.
1: I think mine would be, um, we've only just begun as creepy because it's like the ghost saying like, fuck you, we're only getting started. That's how I've always taken it, and that Mm. creeps me out. Um, But alternatively, um, oh, what about the, uh, is it Goosebumps? The (laughs) dun-dun-dun-dun-dun. Oh, yes. Yes, I know what you're talking about. I got that reference. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if, um, I don't know if it'd be the most terrifying, but it would be, it'd be fine. Oh, it'd be up
0: there. It would be up there. <laughs> um, <laughs> so Ryan Reynolds, who acted in the 2005 version of the real ghost story, said that during production, many of the cast and crew mysteriously found themselves waking up at 3.15 also. Hate it yeah he he, as much as he would say in interviews that he thinks some of it was hyped up to sell the movie he also Mm. thinks that there was a lot of weird stuff that would happen on set like things would go missing unexplained like things like that i don't know maybe it was just like randy the set tech who was just like screwing
1: with everybody i'm randy the set tech it's been morgan the entire time i'm tech except I'm not actually screwing with everyone I'm just really forgetful and I keep putting things places that I don't mean to um, she keeps or- going over to the props table and moving shit around oh no as a stage manager I would never okay <laughs> but One I just keep 10 commandments it. literally don't touch things that aren't yours don't touch the props uh. have your name on it no don't touch it um no I would be I would like accidentally misplace something that I was supposed to get or forget to do something and then just blame it on a ghost, you know? I'd be like, no, I totally did it. (laughs) See, yeah, I used to do that, but now I just blame Leia. I blame her for everything. Living with an animal is really great because you never think the place is haunted. You just think your animal is incompetent and knocking things over.
0: Yep, yep, which is actually very true. She is slightly incompetent. One of the most haunted film sets... And this is one that you'll find, like, on every YouTube documentary and everything like that, is The Omen.
1: Yeah. Can I do the voice again? Yes, you can do the voice again. One thing you will find oh, on damn. every list is this movie, The I quit. Omen.
0: <laughs> so I'm more excited. And up next, we have The Omen
1: yeah exactly that's it's you either it's it's like an in-between between between like the most deadpan voice and like it's like you mix someone who has no will to live with miss mojo (laughs) and that's what you get
0: you get i am i am miss mojo with no will to live everybody
1: i am miss mojo with no will to live and here are the top 10 movies that you should be watching with your boyfriend (laughs) this
0: episode is cursed
1: (laughs) oh god
0: so during the filming for The Omen, lightning struck three separate planes carrying cast and crew. Jesus lightning Christ. struck three times for cast and crew when they were traveling on a plane. Um. It's literally, like, at that point, it's just as probable you would get eaten by a shark. At that point. Yeah, That's how insane that is. A number of mysterious deaths and near-death experiences plagued also cast and crew members. All of these events started to make everything think the real omen was the making of the omen. It's considered one of the most cursed film productions ever. Oh, good. Yeah. So here's like a a list of like seven things that like happened. So prior to filming, lead actor Gregory Peck's son, sorry, shot himself. A few weeks later. Uh, While flying to London, Gregory Peck's plane was struck by lightning, as I said. And then after that, executive producer Mace Newfield was on a plane to Los Angeles, struck by lightning. Producer Harvey Bernard narrowly escaped being struck by lightning while filming in Rome. An animal handler, yeah, this all happened in sequence. An animal handler who helped the crazy baboon scene was eaten alive by a tiger. Then, a plane that was chartered by the film but switched at the last minute went down shortly after takeoff, killing everyone on board. Oh, good. And it was a last-minute decision that they didn't want to get on that plane. The crew. Yeah. Special effects
1: artists. Yeah, isn't that insane, though? Oh, my God. I hate things like that. I hate thinking, oh, God, I hate thinking about, like, If they had got on that plane, they'd all be dead because that makes me second guess literally every decision I ever make in life. It's the bug like I I decide that I want to go to Value Village to pick up a goddamn teacup. And I'm like, but what if? What if I go out today and
0: then a bird poops on me?
1: You know, like I'm I love how that's the most
0: severe thing that you thought of. No,
1: I just didn't wanna speak my death into the world. Oh, that's (laughs) true.
0: I'm gonna hold (laughs) that
1: Um, but no, it's just, I think about things like that all the time, or like, if I'm going on like a trip somewhere or something like that, I have such bad travel anxiety being like, what if this is the train that kills me? You know, like, I have
0: such bad travel anxiety. I, I think about that all the time. I'm like, I'm going down. This plane is going down with me on it. Um, at least once every vacation. So special effects artist, John Richardson, who helped with the film's infamous decapitation scene suffered a car crash during post-production. While he survived, the head-on collision beheaded Richardson's passenger, Assistant Liz Moore, in a manner that was eerily similar to the death scene he helped create. Huh. When you're a master at faking decapitation, then your friend gets decapitated right next to you.
1: Oh, that would end me as a person. I, uh, I, I think I would honestly move to a hut somewhere. Uh-huh. No, that's the call. Yeah.
0: Escape that trauma real quick.
1: <laughs> Me and my head always just gonna escape this trauma. <laughs> I love real running quick. from trauma. It's my
0: favorite. I'm so good at it.
1: Yeah.
0: Um as well, there are a lot of theories surrounding the conjuring franchise.
1: Mm. Um mm.
0: during the conjuring actress Vera Farmig- Farmiga? Farmiga. Vera Farmiga, yes. Oh, is it, like, is it,
1: is it, like, uh, Tessa Farmiga? I think so. Yeah, is it, it F-A- her F-A- F-A-R-M-I-G-A? Yes, are they related? Is that mom? Um, I don't know, maybe. Like, it would make sense if they were both actresses. Yeah, right? Okay, family mm-hmm. business.
0: Claimed that her computer showed digital claw marks on it when she opened it one day, and that the photos taken on set showed mysterious claw marks over her thigh. Director James Wan also claimed to have felt a presence in his home, and writers said that their phone calls were interrupted by strange static. As well, um, on the Annabelle set, uh, while filming, director John Leonetti discovered a three-finger-marking claw across a dusty a dusty set window, just like three little little fingers, like a doll's hand, just
1: clawing across the window. No, thank you. <laughs> yep. No, haunted. no. A, no, no, no. I would, no, first no, no, of all, no. never be involved in a project that,
0: that surrounded a haunted doll.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: No, no. I, I would rather be unemployed for the rest of my life than ever work on a film that has a haunted doll. I will die on this hill. I will say that right now. <laughs> um, this hill is
1: where I die without the haunted
0: doll. I, will, I would rather be unemployed than ever worked with a haunted doll in my life. On the day that the film's demon went into full makeup, a crew member suffered an injury while trying to apply said makeup. While on set, a lighting fixture abruptly fell and struck an actor in the head. That same actor played a handyman in the film who was killed by the demon in the very same hallway on the same spot.
1: No, thank you.
0: I'd be like, I'm sorry. Can we cut this scene? I don't know if I want (sighs) to... I don't know if we should put it
1: in, yeah. I don't know. (laughs) It seems a little permanent for me. Oh, God. Oh, no. Things are happening. Hold on. Sorry. Ah. In time, and they're just screaming. It's that. Hey, listen. It it could be a ghost in your iPhone. It could be that, yes. Her iPhone is cursed. A ghost in the name of my bank calling me, honestly. Scarier scarier things than ghosts calling you your bank calling you with no explanation oh god
0: no i would i would throw my phone out of a window yeah so while on set like the film i'm oh, sorry no, am back, not backing up back back <laughs> okay <laughs> so the real life annabelle still lives lives exists in actually Ed and Lorraine Warren's occult museum. And it's still to this day stored inside a glass case with a sign warning visitors to leave the door locked. To this day in 2020, a priest still visits the museum and blesses the doll on a weekly basis. Can you imagine being like, oh, it's that time again. Gotta go bless Annabelle. (laughs) yeah Mm -hmm. the world is so freaking weird i just i can't (laughs) hearing things like that i'm like it's your literal job to walk up to a doll and bless it like (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, anyways those are our haunted movie sets and there are like so many other ones there's ones about the movie ghost there's one about the movie the exorcism of emily rose there's one about insidious there's one about the movie The Innkeepers, Maximum do you think, Overdrive. It's, you think,
1: there are so many. Do you think The Haunting of Ghost is actually Patrick Sweezy's own ghost coming back and trying to warn people that he will one day soon also be a ghost?
0: Maybe. It's like some weird time loop. Oh, that's how Heather O'Rourke comes back into the fold. Oh. Her ghost supposedly haunts the movie set where they filmed Ghost. <laughs> So during oh. Ghost, they kept hearing a little girl giggle and run around like the set, and they kept seeing her on set during the filming of Ghost.
1: No, I think it's just Patrick Swayze.
0: Do we think Patrick Swayze is dressing up like a little girl in ghost form and running? I around think the he's set? just
1: having fun. I you think he's 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 just he having a good it. time. He deserves you know?
0: it after like Roadhouse, after dirty dancing. <laughs> what else did he do? Ghost.
1: There were other films, I think. Mm-hmm. There were probably a lot of other films. You know, I watched Swayze. Dirty Dancing for the first time this year, and I actually had to be told which one Patrick Swayze was.
0: What the hell, Morgan? Don't admit that on the podcast. Sorry.
1: I'm embarrassed.
0: I am I'm ashamed of you. I'm.
1: Um, hey, I liked it. I liked Dirty Dancing. Get out.
0: No, come on. Patrick like Swayze through. is fine as hell.
1: He is! I just had to be told, because there were, like, a couple of dudes in that that, like, actually looked really attractive, so I just had to be told which one was him before he actually had, like, specific telltale signs that it was like, yes, this is the main character.
0: Did you Um, think it was the guy that first comes up to Baby and was like, hey, I know you, help me carry a watermelon? No.
1: Who did you think it was? The waiter? The douchey waiter? No, I can't remember now, because I know who it is. Watch I, watch, you probably thought it was her dad. <laughs> yes, exactly. Is that Patrick lazy? Um, no. The same thing happened with me and Richard Madden. For the longest time, I couldn't. Oh, I didn't God. know. If, I every time I saw like a movie with Richard Madden in it, I genuinely couldn't tell which one he was. Um <laughs> then I started watching Game of Thrones and I like really couldn't tell. Like I kept getting all of the guys except for John mixed up. Yo, like I'd what? be like Rob <laughs> Theon, Rob. It's Rob. And then they'd be like, no, that's Theon. And I'd be like, okay, Rob. And they'd be like, no, that's Ned Stark. And I'd be like, okay, Rob. No, Morgan.
0: <laughs> You're like my parents. Anytime they would call me about Game of Thrones, they'd be like,
1: you know, I really like the character in the armor.
0: And I'm like, that's 90% of the characters.
1: Which sure one? Is. Yeah. But I got better, though. It's fine. <laughs> oh, I hope you all I enjoyed. I don't know who, how he is, who he yeah. is. Yeah. I...
0: I'm so, I'm so upset you couldn't identify Richard Madden <laughs> and Patrick Swayze. I hope you all enjoyed this adventure. Hey,
1: the Richard. Everyone Madden roast Morgan, tests, please. It's it's a test to how good he is as an actor because every movie I've ever seen him, him in, he just embodies the role so heavily that I don't recognize him as Richard Madden. I just see he him he just as fully
0: kid. disappears for some reason
1: from Morgan's That's entire entirely. realm
0: of understanding.
1: The joke was that I was face blind for Richard Madden for a really long time, but don't worry, I know who he is now.
0: <laughs> I was face blind for Richard Madden.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh,
0: God. I hope he's listening. That's who I want to shout out this episode to this week. Richard Madden, if you're around, if you're single. <laughs> yep. Uh, I thought you were great in Cinderella. Love your work. Great job in Rocket Man. Solid. Yes. Oh uh, and with that, happy Halloween, everybody. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. Mm-hmm. Eat some candy, watch some movies, and do not open mouth make out with people on the street. COVID is still a thing. Oh please. Not that people please, are doing that, I hope, but that's just my I my wish I for today. Oh.
1: I've just I mean I just I've seen people make out in public before. Wow. In general or just <laughs> in COVID? Oh, in COVID too, I saw a couple on a date at my restaurant um, a couple of weeks ago, just fully making out across the table. And I was like, y'all.
0: <laughs> That's so gross. People are starved for human affection. That's what this is. Uh huh. And this has been the bizarre. It sure has. Oh, it sure has. Happy Friday, everyone.
1: Happy Friday and happy Halloween. Ooh. <laughs>